No, uh, as I was kind of saying with the children's story, uh, yeah, Paul is definitely, yeah, he's probably one of my favorite characters in the Bible, just with kind of how his story story has gone. Um, Yeah, he started out um, persecuting uh, believers of Jesus, and then he comes and leads them and helps them quite a bit, kind of like a full 360. So I was, I was getting ready uh, for this week. So yeah, if you'd like, you can, uh, we'll be in 2 Timothy chapter 1 today. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to there. Um, but as I was kind of getting ready, I was trying to figure out what to, to preach on. Um, and I was looking, and it's apparently been over a year since I last preached. So I was like, oh, wow, that's, <laughs> that's a while. But, uh, but I always appreciate uh, the opportunities. Yeah. So, yeah, as kind of the children's story, the children's story I liked um, as it kind of it gave a good overview uh, of Paul's life. Like, it's, it's tough because Paul did many things. Like, as you look in your Bibles, there's so many letters uh, and so many things that he was involved in. Um, so, yeah, so Paul started out uh, as a Pharisee of the Pharisees. So he was very devout Jewish man, um, and he thought he was following God by persecuting the Christians, by persecuting those that believed in Jesus. And it wasn't until, yeah, Jesus met him on the road to Damascus that things started to change. And then Paul, yeah, kind of took on a different thing. He, instead of opposing the gospel, um, he very much became one of its strongest supporters And that's, yeah, kind of what we'll talk about today and kind of what he he writes in his letter to Timothy um, about his staying true to the gospel. Um, As it sounds easy enough, and I I even find myself thinking it, yeah, that doesn't seem too hard, but what happens when life throws us all those curveballs that we don't see coming. So, yeah, so I'll just open up in a word of prayer. Lord, I just want to thank you so much uh, that we have your word that we can learn from, that you speak to us through it. Um, And that, yeah, that even though it was there for people back then, it is still here for us today. Uh, I just pray, Lord, uh, that as we go through your word this morning, that it would be your words and not mine, uh, that we'd be able to, yeah, learn what you uh, have for us. I just thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to study your word and to learn from it. I just pray, Lord, that you'd be with us this morning. In your name, amen. So 
So 2 Timothy um, is, I guess it's not really your typical passage or letter that you'd usually preach from, or at least I haven't heard too many people preaching from it. Um, So 2 Timothy was actually written near the end of Paul's life. Um, So Paul had been arrested uh, once again, Um, but this time Paul had the feeling and the sense that this was probably his last time. Um, But leading up to that, yeah, on the road to Damascus, Paul uh, converts to Christianity. um, And then he goes around just sharing about Jesus with everyone that he can, anyone that will listen, uh, which caused a good... (laughs) <laughs> good amount of reactions. You have some people that are very scared of Paul still because a lot of people saw him as kind of the boogeyman who's coming around to arrest or kill the Christians. Um, some, yeah, didn't, didn't really believe Paul or thought, yeah, it was maybe a trap. Um, so there was a lot, of, a lot of different reactions to Paul, and it took a lot of time before people actually started to warm up to Paul. Um, So he had a lot of problem with the Jews. The Jews, they kind of saw him while he was the Pharisee, and now he's going against what he was doing. Um, So Paul went and, um, yeah, spoke a lot to Gentiles, so just those not of Jewish descent. And along those, kind of as the, the story is told, he he encountered people. He encountered friends. He had made some friends that helped him along his way. Um, you have Luke the doctor. You have uh, Mark. You have Silas. Um, and then you have Timothy. Um, so Timothy uh, was someone uh, that Paul very much cared for. Um, so they very much had um, a very good mentoring relationship um, a lot of times when you read through scripture and stuff, you kind of get a sense that uh, uh, Paul was almost kind of like a dad to Timothy, um, just with kind of the age difference that they had, but also just, yeah, just the type of relationship that they had. Uh, so Paul very much cares for Timothy, um, and he takes him along, teaching him, um, showing him, uh, yeah, just how to do different things. Um, and then it comes to, uh, there's, there's a church in Ephesus. Um, so that's uh, the Ephesians, uh, that's the letter written to the church in Ephesus. Um, but years after that, uh, Paul actually gives Timothy a job. He asks Timothy, will you be able to lead these people? Can you be their pastor? Um, and this, this was big. Um, like Paul, Paul trusted Timothy quite a bit. Um, but I guess something to put it into perspective is at this point, Timothy is in his 20s. Uh, so Timothy is still quite young. Um, like I'm 27, um, and I feel old, but I know I'm still kind of young. Um, uh, but he asks Timothy, hey, can you... What I've taught you, I've taught you about the gospel. I've taught you discipleship. Um, I've showed you, yeah, 
the Lord's Supper. I've, I've taught you all these things. Will you be able to lead this church for me? Um, so Timothy does. Um, Timothy uh, is very, I guess not, hesitant's not the right word. Um, but Timothy struggles with leading the Ephesian people. Uh, so they, there's a lot of different problems going on there. There's false teachers that are happening. There's leaders that are um, teaching kind of a corrupt version of the gospel, kind of teaching um, kind of how the Greeks had taught at the time of like conflict and... Um, yeah, just with, with the words and stuff instead of, yeah, grace and, and mercy and, and loving one another. Uh, so Timothy struggles, and you kind of learn about that uh, in First Timothy. Um, so what Paul decides to do um, is Paul sees that Timothy is struggling. He's written a letter, so he's written First Timothy for Timothy and for the church in Ephesus. Um, he sees them struggling. Um, so he writes the letter, and then, unfortunately, the letter does not do what they, he had hoped it would do. So Paul comes to help Timothy and the church in Ephesus. Um, the only thing is, uh, Paul suffered greatly for this. Um, so there was a few leaders in the church in Ephesus that did not make Paul's job very easy. And unfortunately, because of this, uh, they actually had Paul imprisoned uh, once again. Uh, And at this point, Paul kind of knows, okay, I've been in jail so many times, this is probably going to be the last time they throw me in jail without something else happening. So even with all this going on, even with what happened with Paul, the, the, the leaders are still opposing him. They're not stepping down. Um, Paul's asked them to step down, um, but the leaders have refused. So Timothy, in this situation, is very intimidated, very discouraged. Um, it's, yeah, it's kind of like if you're the leader of something and then all of a sudden you have a couple other people kind of come in and take charge away from you. But Paul, through this, and still all this, even through all that's going on, um, he still cares for these Ephesian people. As we, as we read from, from Ephesians, um, he still cares for these people, even though um, they might not do all that is right. Um, And they also have caused him great harm. He still cares for them. So with 2 Timothy, uh, Paul kind of knows this might be one of his last letters. Um, So he writes this to encourage Timothy uh, and tell him to stay true and faithful to the gospel. Even if it meant suffering or death. um, As that's kind of where... Uh, what happened with Paul. So let's, yeah, so let's just read 2 Timothy. 
Um, yeah, I'll just read the whole chapter and then we'll kind of go through it. So it's 2 Timothy chapter 1. So Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, as day and night I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching, with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. You know that everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me, including Phalgius and Hermogenes. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onsipitus, because his he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well in how many ways he helped me in Ephesus. So Paul has quite a bit kind of in this first part of his letter. Um, So we'll kind of break it down into four parts. Um, So Paul, uh, with many of his letters, uh, he starts off with a greeting. Um, So uh, he starts it off with Paul. Um, So a lot of times what Paul would have his letters written, uh, he'd actually have someone help him out with the writing. Um, So Paul was not a very good writer um, and probably very much had like doctor's handwriting if you have ever seen, seen that before. Um, so Paul usually a lot of times had his letters transcribed, but he would, always, he would always add his hand to the beginning and then sometimes you find he adds his hand to the end. Uh, but Paul starts off his greeting 
um, with the authority that has been given to him. Uh, Paul is an apostle of Christ. Um, He has followed Christ uh, ever since um, the the road to Damascus. Um, And he gives us authority uh, to kind of silence the false teachers um, as they were taking they were taking what they had been taught and then twisting it and then as Paul continues his greeting um, you kind of see that father son relationship that they have so to Timothy my dear son uh, so Timothy is someone that Paul cares greatly for um, and is worried for. Um, so, uh, just yeah, as you as you read this, you have to remember this is, um, if not Paul's last letter, like it's very much one of the last letters Paul has written. So he's writing this knowing that in a matter of days, weeks, months, um, he will more likely not be here anymore. So he cares so he cares a lot about Timothy and wants to see the best for Timothy. And he specifically says three things: grace, mercy, and peace. He knows Timothy is struggling and is intimidating in this situation with the church in Ephesus. Um, yeah, he has people challenging him constantly. He has people teaching stuff that um, is not correct. Um, He's, yeah, he's going through a very rough spot. So Paul knows that in this time, Timothy is going to need grace for these people. um, And that he's going to need mercy and that he's going to need peace. And then after Paul does his greeting... Paul is very thankful. And as you see kind of throughout Paul's life, um, even the the children's story mentioned it, um, but as you read through the different letters in the Bible, which I definitely encourage you to go through um, there, um, he is always thanking God, even in the roughest of spaces. And he is still in this time. He knows Timothy is still hurting. He recalls Timothy's tears. Like this is a situation that Timothy's been entrusted um, by, by Paul. Paul's entrusted Timothy. And Timothy sees Paul as kind of his dad. So he's, I imagine there'd be a, a point of him not wanting to let Paul down. But Paul is just very thankful for Timothy and is there to support him. And Timothy has a faith in Christ. Paul has seen Timothy grow. Um, He's spent time with Timothy. Uh, So Timothy was taught about Jesus by his grandma and his mother, um, which... Yeah, is is great that his family 
is helping. I'm not too sure what Timothy's dad was up to. It doesn't actually tell us anything about that. But Timothy has been, yeah, has been given the knowledge, has been given faith. And then Timothy has made it his own. I know for me, um, it took me many years um, to kind of make my faith my own. It wasn't until I uh, went to Bible college that, yeah, I found, yeah, just with the learning and, and growing that I was able to make my faith my own. But Paul is very thankful for all of this, thankful for Timothy. Um, and even though this is a bad situation, even though this is not a very great situation, Paul is still thankful in everything. So then we kind of get to the main part of the chapter. Um, Paul calls for Timothy to stay true to the gospel. And you guys might have heard this verse quite a bit. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. It's one of those passages that is used quite a bit. I believe one year when I was at Pure BI, it was kind of our um, theme verse for the year. Um, but through this, he's reminding Timothy of what he has. So Timothy has a lot of spiritual gifts. Um, Paul would have seen those in him, and which is why Paul recommended Timothy to, to lead this church in Ephesus. Um, but another one of these gifts that he has, and the gift that we have as Christians, uh, is the Holy Spirit. So with that, we have power, we have love, we have self-discipline. The Holy Spirit lives in our lives and helps us. Um, yeah, so he's encouraging Timothy in this that, no, I know this is a rough situation that you're in. This is a horrible situation, but do not be afraid. We are with you. Christ is with you. Holy Spirit's with you. Paul is still with him. And he's encouraging Timothy in this to stay true, even though it's going to cause him suffering. And he kind of reminds Timothy of how Paul has suffered over the years. Um, Timothy has not really endured the same suffering that Paul has. Uh, Paul's been stoned to, to death almost. He's been thrown in prison. He's been beaten. He's been whipped. Um, he's, so many different things has happened. He's, he had to escape a place in a basket before. Um, but he calls Timothy to not be ashamed of the gospel and also not be ashamed of Paul because Paul is not ashamed of his situation. He knows why he is suffering and he uses that as a testimony to the people around him. Because as, as Paul continues on in this letter, so verse 9, so 
Christ has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. So not because of anything we have done that we are saved, but because of Christ. And Paul knows this. Paul realizes this and wants to share this. He wants people to know. And then also, too, wants the people to know why he is suffering. So as Paul continues in the letter, he continues to try and encourage Timothy. And he also, too, because this is a letter that would have also been written to uh, the church in Ephesus as well, he is still appealing to the leaders, to the people in Ephesus, um, to turn back to the true gospel message, to stay true uh, to what is actually true. So again, he gives why they should listen to Paul. He was appointed as a herald, an apostle, and a teacher. And because of this appointment, that is why he is suffering. But he finds no shame in this, and there is no cause for shame. Because he knows Christ. He knows his Savior. And he is able to rest in that knowledge. That whatever happens, whether he does meet death, which he does, that Christ is there for him. So kind of as he wraps up, so he tells Timothy, and then also the church in Ephesus, to keep the pattern of the sound teaching that you've heard from him. To keep it with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard what he calls a good deposit that was entrusted to you. But also, don't just do this on your own strength, but do this with the help of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. I know a lot of times we can kind of just think that, oh, I can do that myself, or I, don't, I can figure that out, or, um, and I know I, I'm guilty of that too. Um, But uh, I have to sit back and remind myself that, yeah, none of the stuff that I can do is because of me, but because of God. Um, I remember times, and I I think I might have shared this before, but, like, growing up, I was terrified of public speaking. Like, you would not see me in front of a mic or up front. And then God... uh, he, he worked on me with that. He, he saw that, hey, you have a gift to do something that some people can't do. So I'm going to help you with that. And now, after many years later, you have me up front here, who, still nervous, <laughs> but he is with me. And as Paul kind of closes this chapter, um, he, I guess he kind of calls out those that have fallen away. Um, which is an interesting thing. Nowadays we would see that 
as a very like bad thing or like, oh, you kind of just got called out in front of the teacher. <laughs> but uh, back then, it was actually something that the people needed to hear, which is interesting. So he calls out two of the leaders that have kind of fallen away. Um, and there's a lot of people that have kind of deserted. But then he, he doesn't just end there, but he reflects on someone that has stayed true. And he's, again, very thankful for that. And he wishes them the best. So, 2 Timothy is not a huge book. It is only four chapters. But it is still yeah, it is still a very great reminder for us that no matter our situation, no matter what's going on in our life, um, yeah, to remember what Jesus has done for us um, and what Jesus has taught us to stay true to it, but that also, too, that Jesus is there for us. The Holy Spirit's there. God's there. I know so many times in our life when things kind of go sideways, we, we forget that. We either just focus on the problem or we just worry about it. Um, and unfortunately, worrying doesn't get us very far. If I was being honest, I was a little worried this morning <laughs> just with all the things that had to be done and put together. But the thing is, I was, was reminded that, no, just give this to God. Stay true to his word and he will be there. So now, something that I also very much love to do um, is this morning we'll get to uh, partake in the Lord's Supper together. Um, and this was something to, um, I always go back to how Paul, Paul tells it to uh, the Corinthian church as, yeah, it's still something we need to hear today. Um, so before um, we partake of the elements and you guys come up and get this, um, I actually want to just read a passage and then just take some time. So I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 11. Um, so here's a couple of verses. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. So Paul writes this as during the time um, of the Corinthians, so with the Corinthian church, they were very much abusing the Lord's Supper. Um, you would have people getting drunk off the wine and like essentially eating way too much food. And then you'd have some people that 
maybe got like a couple crumbs and a drop of wine. Um, So Paul very much kind of wants to set straight, like, no, this is not what the Lord's Supper is. Um, So um, what I like to do um, with partaking in communion uh, is I like to just take a minute um, before we grab the elements and all that and just examine our hearts, examine our lives before God. If there's anything that you need to get right with God before we partake this morning. Um, so yeah, so I'll just, we'll just have a minute of, of silence and you guys can do that. I'll just call the worship team to come up. Um, And as they come up...